Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. I liked how you threw in like a couple of tiny details and one one which I appreciated, but it was just microscopic, if you like, was the fact that it was a bingo hall. <laughs> I don't know why, but I thought that is a nice touch. <laughs> Um, one of the things that I, I like about it is I, I can kind of picture the fireball, the severity of it. I just sort of see it almost in slow motion, you know, coming down around people's ears. Hi, everybody. I'm Sean Callahan, And hey, everybody. I'm Mark Shank. And this is the first episode that we're recording for 2021. So a happy new year to everybody. Hope you had a fabulous festive season. I certainly did. Had an yes. extended break and... I'm feeling very relaxed to kick off 2021. <laughs> You're looking relaxed. You're looking very relaxed, Mark. So happy new year. It's, uh, yeah. Well, I'm glad we put that um, 2020 behind us, but I suspect 2021 is still going to be an interesting bumpy ride as well. Yeah. yeah. It's not, uh, it's not going to be a, a, a straight road. That's for sure. No, no. But one of the things we did last year, at the end of the year was we, sent out a survey to all uh, you wonderful uh, podcast listeners of uh, anecdotally speaking and just to get you a bit of feedback on you know what what you like in the podcast and what you'd like to see going forward and a lot of you will have uh, heard some of the the longer guest based uh, episodes that we've been doing and they've been received well uh, but people really do love these uh, episodes which are just the story right so We've been asked essentially to make those a little tighter as much as we can, uh, but then bring in a guest. Maybe every time we say do four of the stories, we might throw in one guest. That's that's the sort of ratio I think we're looking at at the moment. So, and 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 when we have a guest on, we'll explore things a bit more broadly and expand things a little bit. So, I think that'll be the format going forward in uh, starting this year. So with that, I'm going to throw, Mark's going to kick off the year with a story. So Mark, give us, what have you got? What's, what's your story for the year? Well, the, the first, first one for the year is a story that demonstrates the value of experience. And this is, takes place in 2001, October, in the city of Leicester in the UK. And there's a big fire. At a, at a disused bingo hall. So there's no lives at stake, but uh, it's a very large fire. And the, 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 the fire chief, there was a guy called Andy Kirk, uh, he decides to send his team in, even though it's a big fire. He, he judges that it's safe enough to send his team in. Now, Andy's been doing this for 20 years. You know, he's a veteran. Uh, he's, he's kind of raised through the ranks, so he's got a lot of experience. And so they've gone in and they're fighting the fire and they're doing well. They're making progress against the fire and the team, are, you know, there's a bit of banter on the radio. And, but then Andy senses that something's wrong. He had a strange feeling and he didn't know what was wrong. He didn't know why he had this strange feeling, but he just ordered everybody to evacuate. Now, his team are going, no, no, we've got this, because you know they didn't want to give up the progress that they'd made. So Andy said, no, no, evacuate now. I, you know, and he ordered them out. Run, leave. And you know, they all raced out of the building. And as they do, there is a deep rumble, a massive explosion, fireball. The roof collapses, the walls fall in, and there's this chaos as the, the, the team of firefighters are leaving the building. Now, they all get outside. They are all completely safe. But they realise that had they left that, if Andy had left that decision to get out uh, just a, a few seconds longer, they would have all been killed. In the aftermath, 
So Andy still didn't know, by the way. He's not, he didn't know why he'd given that thing. He didn't know why he had the strange feeling. But there was uh, the, the investigation afterwards revealed that he had subconsciously picked up on three signals, the things that were different. The fire was quieter than usual. Um, there's normally a big crackle as the fire burns oxygen, uh, but that was absent. The smoke was orange, more orange than, than, than grey or black, which is also different. And uh, also when they'd gone in, the air was rushing in rather than rushing out, which is kind of different. Anyway, none of these things he consciously noticed. Uh, and it turns out that that fire was an incredibly rare phenomenon called a backdraft, one of the most dangerous phenomenon in, um, in firefighting. And uh, Andy had never experienced one before. But his experience, led, he knew something's wrong, couldn't articulate it, but his experience led to a really important decision that saved the team, the lives of all his team. And so I guess the, the point is that the value of experience, hard to put a dollar value on, but it can make a huge difference. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. I love it. The, you know, any, I think any story to do with, uh, you know, death and avoiding death. We know we've talked about this before. That's always a, a top notch one, but this idea of experience, I remember someone saying uh, that one of the things an expert can do very well is work out what's missing. I mean, in this case, it was intuitive, right? So it just sensed something was wrong because these things were different or missing from the, the normal firefighting. Um, but yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? The, that he was able to pick that up. Very, very much uh, of the, if you like, the, the work of Gary Klein on intuition and how that's based on experience. Right? You have to have lots of lots of experience for you to actually have these gut feelings, to have these this sense of something going wrong. Yeah, and... Uh... Fortunately, uh, Andy was the, uh, the the right man in the right time uh, with the ability to make that decision. Yeah, and I guess, you know, a person like that would have the level of authority and trust with his crew that when he says, just get out, I don't know why, but just get out. Yeah. He probably didn't have a chance to even say that, but they would trust him, you know, implicitly, right? Yeah. All right, so what are the, some of the things that, that, that we like about this story? Uh, well, I like the fact it's it's a disaster. You know, that's always a, a yeah, good topic for a story. Life and death. I like it's it's a it's a simple story in some ways. Um, you know, a fire happens. This this guy makes a decision. You know, it's a, based on a gut experience, but you have to set it up a little bit to, for that to happen, right? Like, for example, you made very clear that this guy had twenty years experience and had seen lots and lots of fires. Right. If you didn't do that, the end part of the story wouldn't make sense. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 And you'll note that uh, I, I chose the experience as the as the uh, as the, the point to focus the telling of the story. Uh, but yes, uh, I'm sure that when we come to talk about how you can use this story, that there's many, many other points. And so sure. in that context, you know, the guy's experience was a vital component of the talent. Yep. If you'd told it to yep. make a different point, that might might not be so important. Now, um, I liked how you threw in like a couple of tiny details. And one one which I I appreciated, but it was just microscopic, if you like, was the fact that it was a bingo hall. <laughs> I don't know why, but I thought that is a nice touch. <laughs> Perhaps it was all those years of taking my grandmother to bingo, you know, and 
thought of a bingo hall. And how was was she was she a a, a, a bingo fiend? Was she a legend? Ah, uh, she was a fiend, and she was pretty good at it. So uh, uh, you know, filling in those dots yeah. that takes with the big pens. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Um, one of the things that I, I like about it is I, I can kind of picture the fireball, you know, the, the big explosion. This is something that we've seen, you know, most of us have seen on TV or whatever or in movies. And so uh, I think that kind of the, those visual components, you know, the walls collapsing, etc., really help kind of drive, yes. drive home the severity of it. Yeah, and there was a nice cadence to how you sort of said something along the lines of, um, you know, the the roof collapsed, the walls fell in. There was like the, there was about three things, and it was this, you know, like it was a nice element of the of the story. I could just sort of see it almost in slow motion, you know, coming down around people's ears. Now, I, I so I I came across this uh, actually. I uh, wrote a blog post about it oh, I don't know, 10 years ago and uh, I've just stumbled on that blog post and I re-watched the, the, the show. It was the, the TV show, uh, oh, really? which yeah. was uh, The Human Mind with Robert Winston as the, uh, oh, as yeah, the host. Winston, right. And mm-hmm. in, when I was watching it, uh, watching the, the bit about this particular incident, one of the details that stuck with me was that that as they were leaving, there was a deep rumble. That, for some reason, that stuck with me. Um, yes, a little bit unusual, right? It's it's a description that you don't hear on a on a regular basis. So, as a result of that, the audience, you know, uh, attaches themselves to it. But you know, one of the things I was teaching some people yesterday, and um, one of the things that I find people, business people, do is that they rush through their stories, right? And they don't give any pauses. And I think there was some nice pauses. You know, there was a deep rumble. And it's just a, it's, it's just a beat of a pause, right? But just enough for people to hear it and go and think about it momentarily, yeah. right? So I thought yeah. that was good. So how would we make that story even better? Uh, look. Uh, there's nothing springing to my mind. And so uh, one of the things that, that, that you've already mentioned is that there's a relatively straightforward story um, you know with a bit of you know, with a bit of cadence and a couple of pauses uh, can have a lot of effect so um, yep nothing spring to my I mind I think I mean there's you have other choices of how you might tell that story you know like for example you might tell it without all the details you know you don't have to say you can just sort of say there was a fire i'm sure you have to include the bingo hall there was a there was a fire <laughs> in a bingo hall in england right you know you could do that rather than talk about leicester and etc yep. but apart from that i think those they're just small things yep. i think it was a, it's a nice compact story hmm. all right so um I guess if we turn our attention to how we could use that story, well, I guess there's the the first one is about this idea of the one I used about the value of experience, and it's really hard to put a, a, a dollar value on experience, but it can make the difference literally between life and death. Um, yeah, and yeah. and and I think it's really important type of story to have in your back pocket at the moment because there's such a wave of interest in everything to be driven from data analytics. You know, and we need the data to drive the decision, which is fine, right? I have nothing against that, but that shouldn't diminish 
the value of someone who has years and years of experience who can make a judgment call, you know, at a snap of a finger. Um, without without make a correct judgment without even un- being able to explain why. Yeah, indeed, yeah. indeed. So and so, I guess it comes back to this thing about balance. It's something that we don't. There's we see that there's an imbalance in business communication in that the emphasis is almost exclusively on statement and assertion, and just by bringing it a little bit back, back into balance by including story is. Uh, uh, is that's the way to be an effective communicator is to have it balanced. And as you're pointing out, if we let the scales tip too far towards data analytics, of course they're they're incredible, right? It's incredible. But if we let the scale tip exclusively to to, to to data and analytics, and we lose the value of experience, then we could be making some really bad decisions and not even being aware of it. And and we will. And the beauty of it is we will be able to rationalize those decisions completely based on the data that we have available to us. Yeah, indeed. So, yeah, this would be a good story to to tell right at that point where you see people running down that rabbit hole. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, other business points. There's there's a business point around uh, trust in leadership, right? That you know, here you have someone who's just saying, "Get out." I can't tell you why. You know, uh, I just want you to get out. And all those people responded by, well, maybe a little bit of resistance to start with, but then realised this is serious yep. and they got out. Yep. And that comes through, you know, a whole range of relationships and, and previous behaviours and 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 the fact that this person has, it comes back to experience as well. Yeah. So now this, I, I love that idea of trust. And so his team trusted him. And, and acted and got out and their lives are saved. But there's also an element of, of trust and empowerment from above to that fire chief, which needs to be, which I th- think is a, a, a distinct business point. And so uh, if the if you're, someone's being micromanaged, well, here's a good example. You know, if, if headquarters were making the decision about this, then they would have just said, keep fighting the fire because, you know, everyone's going, oh, we're winning, we're winning. Everyone would have died and they would have been completely justified. But if they didn't trust Andy to make the decision on the ground, then they could have overridden him and and, and resulted in a tragedy. And so yeah. trusting the people with the frontline view, I think, is a, you know, you can use that yeah. story to make that point. Yeah, that's right. Just getting having the decision-making happen at the at that front line is is vital. Yeah. Right? And and because because te- then you can Yeah, go. Ahead. Yeah, well with technology there's the incredible ability for people who are very very remote from an incident to have a lot a lot of visibility of that incident and to think that they know best um and to make decisions uh, about what to do when in fact maybe empowering the the commander at the front line is the it is a yeah. a, a better way to go. So yeah, so trust is a good one. Uh, I mean, there's a whole experience and intuition. So encouraging people to trust their intuition, you could use the story to make that point. Yeah. You might yeah. not be exp- able to explain it, but if you're very experienced, trust your intuition. You know, intuition is one of those words that people get a bit freaked out uh, about, I think, in organisations as well. You know, they see it as a magical thing and, you know, it comes from nowhere, but that's not true. I mean, it's very clear where it comes from. It comes from... Uh, your experience when you see patterns 
repeat themselves over and over again. And there was a really important paper written by Danny Kahneman and uh, Gary Klein, right? Because they're both ends of the spectrum. Kahneman was all about all those biases that we have and how you avoid those biases by being, you know, sort of locking them down. And by the way, Kahneman says, if you read his books, it doesn't make any difference to whether you can do that or not. So that's an interesting aside. Um, but the, uh, whereas, whereas Gary Klein was all about experience, intuition, gut feeling, right? Uh, they wrote a paper together to work out when do you use one approach versus the other? And it comes down to, you know, if you have a situation that repeats over and over again and you get to see it all the time, well, good chance you've got experience and intuition. But if you're doing something for the first time, it's a big, hairy, difficult uh, and expensive, for example, decision where you want to get your analytics right. You know, you want to have your sort of numbers there to support what you're, what you're doing and you want to draw things from a whole range of different sources. So... Um, so there's there's places to use it and places not, right? I think it's also from a, a in terms of another business point uh, uh, in recruiting, uh, be be aware that you need to appropriately weight the value of experience in recruiting decisions. Because if you were you know if the if the fire chief position's vacant, who do you pick? You know, do you pick the guy who's been in a policy and he he knows the policy and the procedures uh, inside out, but he's never fought a fire, looks great on paper, talks a good game. Or you've got a, a you know kind of a, 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 a fire chief or potential fire chief who's been on the beat. You know he's one of the boys. He's knock around, uh, got heaps and heaps of experience, but looks a bit rough around the edges and you know not very polished. Yeah, that's right. How yeah, do you that would be the decisions to make? Yeah, yeah. so it's a kind of exactly. It's an interesting conundrum uh, for some recruiting and selection decisions. Okay, well, I think we've covered the the key. Uh, possible business points. Um, I think we more or less covered everything we want to chat about, uh, but you have one more thing. I know, we're going to have a rating, surely. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was about to hit the rating. Uh, oh, no, you think I was going to do uh, one more thing? <laughs> yeah, I thought you had one more thing coming there. But no, it's okay, ratings. So I give it this, uh, you know, I think this is an eight. I, I would tell this story and uh, it would be a good, nice story to tell, which has a clear point. Uh, I'd probably go down the experience intuition line as the main point I would use. But no, it's a good one. Eight, eight out of 10. Yeah, I'm giving it an eight as well. And for that same reason, yep. because uh, the value of experience, it's hard to measure, but it can be, it can make all the difference. So terrific. Well, everyone, thanks very much for uh, listening to today's episode, the first one for, well, not the first one, the first one we've recorded for 2021. Um, and one of the things that we're, we're doing at the moment is that you might find interesting. So we've got a new program called the Schools Story Lab and its ability for uh, schools and the, the leadership of schools to develop the uh, story of their school, their strategy story. So if you're interested in that, you'll be able to find that on our website and um, yeah, you come along and be part of a, a cohort of people who are going to be working together to, to build up that, that skill to be able to craft and tell their school of the story of their school. So 
that's, I think, everything that we're going to cover today. So, yeah, thanks very much for listening to um, Anecdotally Speaking. And, of course, tune in next week for another episode of How to Put Your Stories to Work. Bye for now. Anecdotally Speaking was engineered by Dave Stokes from Author to Audio.